You're listening to a Roddenberry Podcast. I'm Earl Green, and this is your Sci-Fi 5, five minutes of science fiction history for February 8th. On this date in 1968, 20th Century Fox Studios invited the people of Earth to go ape with the release of Planet of the Apes. The movie is a benchmark in science fiction and horror storytelling, casting real doubt on humankind's moral superiority with its themes of race, class, and warfare. If you haven't seen the movie yet, pause this podcast right now and watch it immediately. It's a spoiler-free zone, but today can be a special Sci-Fi 117. And if everyone's back, let's talk apes. Planet of the Apes was first a novel written in 1963 by French author Pierre Boulet, who was inspired when he recognized humanity in the eyes of chimpanzees at a zoo. The book was immediately optioned by the producers of Dr. Doolittle, which in retrospect seems that they had a thing for people talking to chimps. The Twilight Zone had recently finished its run, so Rod Serling was hired to write the script and strengthen the narrative. He reportedly wrote over 30 drafts, but they would have been too expensive. Still, his fingerprints are all over the picture, as seen by changing the hero from a journalist to a misanthropic astronaut, and adding the poetic irony of the iconic ending. That's so Rod. Screenwriter Michael Wilson was then hired, perhaps because he had adapted another Pierre Boulet novel to make the movie Bridge on the River Kwai, or perhaps because he had been blacklisted in Hollywood in the 1950s and would do the work for less money. Still, he's who we have to thank for classic quotables like, Take your stinkin' paws off me, you damn dirty ape! And it's a madhouse! A madhouse! So where was the saved money going? More after the break. At this time in his career, Charlton Heston was the living embodiment of white Christian patriarchy, best known for playing roles like Moses, Ben-Hur, and John the Baptist. Real-world racial tensions and the fight for equal civil rights had been building for years before this movie, making it fascinating that a large portion of the budget went toward hiring Heston, casting him as a well-educated astronaut who suddenly reviled for his looks and dropped to the bottom of society's ladder was crucial for disorienting the audience and demonstrating that this ape world is a planet turned upside down. And then there's the apes themselves. Up to this point, Hollywood used a few techniques for putting monkeys on screen, ranging from gorilla costumes to gluing hair on actors' faces. Planet of the Apes hinged on the believability of its primates, so new techniques were required to give them a hybrid of ape and human features. Enter John Chambers, already known for designing the pointed ears of Vulcans. His background was working as a prosthetics expert for the military, reconstructing facial features for wounded soldiers. So he was ideal to create facial features that enabled the actors to resemble themselves and act with their eyes while looking simian. This is essential to making protagonist chimps Zira and Cornelius crowd favorites, because they look like Kim Hunter and Roddy McDowell. The last big get was composer Jerry Goldsmith. The avant-garde score he wrote for Planet of the Apes is remarkable and unsettling, and truly sounds like a blending of the familiar with the otherworldly. He used a musical scale uncommon in Western melodies, futuristic-sounding reverb on analog instruments, and tribal percussive patterns played on steel bowls. 
He even went so far as to conduct the recording sessions in a gorilla mask. This is not music you can easily sing in the shower, like what he wrote for Star Trek The Motion Picture. This is music for a horror movie. These elements all add up for a movie that kicked off a wonderful and bleak epic saga still going to this day. This has been 5 Minutes of Science Fiction History, your daily Sci-Fi 5 for February 8th. Sci-Fi 5 is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment. This is a Roddenberry Podcast. For more great podcasts, visit podcast.roddenberry.com.